Welcome to the Above the Rim Podcast, Episode 4. Brought to you by your honorable host, Justin, a.k.a. Just Blaze. And I got another special guest for y'all. I got my man Jar from Car Session Sports Report. Give it up, y'all. What's good? What's good? What's good? Jar, thank you for being here, my brother. I appreciate it. I appreciate you for having me, man. You know, uh, my man Jar is another avid sports fan. He's definitely on the sports talk scene. He got a lot of knowledge to drop. Mm-hmm. Came here to talk hoops with your boy. It's above the rim, man. It's about that time. I also want to thank the fans, thank the listeners. I've been appreciating the feedback that y'all been giving. And of course, if you want to be on the show, hit me up on social media or email me at justinlee867 at yahoo.com. Or just find me. I'm everywhere. I know there's a lot of hoops fans out there, so let's get to it. It's the above the rim, man. So before we get into it, the trade trade deadline, excuse me, has come and gone. Yep. It wasn't eventful. <laughs> Job, it was a terrible trade deadline. It was, it was. It was a terrible trade deadline. No big moves. Anticlimactic. <laughs> no big moves happening. All the big names on the table did not go. Yep. A bunch of minor moves. It was up. The major move was before the deadline. Before the deadline. Of course, it was Boogie to the Pels, mm-hmm. as we touched on last episode. Mm-hmm. Boogie Cousins. But um, there definitely was not, was not a lot going on. After the deadline, of course, we hear LeBron is finally getting his damn playmaker he's been crying for. Uh, Darren Williams got a buyout from the Mavs. <laughs> he's going to head to the Cavs. The other buyout candidate, Andrew Bogut, is still in question. Now I heard today. Yeah. They're gonna have uh he's gonna have discussions with the Celtics, Spurs, right. Rockets, Cavs. I got everybody, right? Yeah, that's everybody. Yeah. It's about four teams. Exactly. So we're gonna get actually get into that a little bit later on because okay. I have a destination which I feel Bogut should go. And you let me know. The I'm interested. I'm interested. I have a nice uh also today. What's up? Brandon Jennings from the hashtag Nixtape. <laughs> Nixtape. Nixtape. <laughs> fail. You gotta play the sound for that. Hashtag Nixtape. Um, super team. Where they super at? Super team. Brandon Jennings gets released today. He's allowed to go to a contender. Yeah. I think personally he's gonna head to either the Wiz, or Pelicans, or the Thunder. Hmm. What do you say? I like, I like. Or overseas. Overseas, get the money and average like 50. (laughs) He's worth the Euro League. (laughs) But I think, uh, in all seriousness, I think uh, Washington, another ball handler, a guy who could get in the paint. Nice fit. Hit hit the open three when John Wall creates. I think that would be a good idea for him to go. They didn't get Lou Williams, so why not Brandon Jennings? Exactly. They struck out on Lou Williams. Big strikeout. I'm a big fan of Lou Williams. He made the Rockets Uh, a lot better. It made it more interesting. I'm upset. I'm upset they got Lou Will. Yeah? Yeah. You're a Clipper guy, right? I'm a Clipper guy. Man. Clipper guy. Right this man. season off. <laughs> <laughs> we still got time. We just got the point guard back. Okay, okay. We just got the point guard The second back. round point guard? That's what We're you're talking about? We're going to make the stretch run. <laughs> stretch run to the second round. Stretch run. <laughs> we get into at least the conference finals this okay. year. Okay. We had a blistering so. start. It's going to happen. It would. I I'd like faith. to see Golden State and the Clippers in the conference finals. Oh, That's yeah. must see. I mean, I would love to avoid them as much as possible, but if we got to do it, we got to do it. Three seed, lock it in. Let's hope, man. So uh, so while I was watching the All-Star game, I noticed two of my two of some of my favorite point guards in the league. Okay. I noticed Isaiah Thomas, and I noticed John Wall. Mm-hmm. Right? So I was looking at those, so I'm like, wow. I couldn't decide while I was watching the All-Star game who is having the better season? Both are having tremendous seasons. Tremendous. Tremendous. Tremendous seasons. I got to say it again. I know they didn't know into this season how good they were going to be. I don't think anybody did. No one knew they were going to be this good. Mm-hmm. So I got to ask you, Ray Jarvis. Okay. Who do you feel is having a better season? Isaiah Thomas or John Wall? I'm not going to hold you up. I've been dreading this question since I saw that we were, we were going to take it there. because it's a tough question. It's a tough question. Very tough. You look at the performance of both teams, it, I would say they're slightly exceeding what we thought they would be coming into both the season. Teams. Yeah, absolutely. Both teams. 
I'm not gonna front and, I, and if you go to a barbershop You go anywhere And you wanna talk ball They told you that Isaiah Thomas Was good for 30 a night Or damn near 30 a night They're lying If you thought John Wall Was gonna do what he's doing This season They're lying Because a lot of guys Was writing off John Wall Exactly But to your question In terms of regular season mm-hmm. You can't You can't flick your nose At approaching 30 a night At 5 foot 9 Allegedly Big time you know what I mean? So big time. big time. So for me, I have to go with Isaiah Thomas because mm. making six mil approaching 30 a night in That's a big a city. On a bargain this is, bin. This might be the greatest bargain in NBA history. The greatest bargain that so, NBA has seen in many years. I'm gonna go with Isaiah Thomas with no slouch and no slight against John Wall. It's just okay. I had to choose. I I hear you. I'm gonna go with Isaiah Thomas as well. Okay. I think Isaiah. Tom- I think he's. I think he shoulders more of a burden. Yes. For his team. There's no Bradley Bills over there. Exactly. As opposed to John Wall. Right. If you think about, I wrote down the stats for the Celtics. As you know, the Celtics right now are second in the East. Yep. At 38 and 21. Isaiah Thomas leads the NBA in fourth quarter points. Uh, 10.7 a game. Mm-hmm. In the fourth quarter, he's shooting 49%. Jeez. In the fourth quarter. 49%? 49%. On jump shots. I got this from crunch time stats. Wow. And yeah. he's got all jump shots. And he does get to the rack. He does get to the rack. He, he gets contact. He gets to the line. He's a 91% free throw shooter. He's averaging 29.9 points per game. Three rebounds, wow. six assists, one steal, forty-five percent from the floor. You know overall. something funny? Not to jump in. Go this ahead. guy is having a season similar to the two-time MVP Steph this Curry is a, had fun a year ago. Thank you. That's a and nobody's talking about. That. Nobody's talking about it. Wow, that's a ridiculous season. Wow. Another another stat that I wrote down. He is on pace for the best scoring season in Celtics franchise history. You lying. I swear to you. Paul Pierce, Larry Bird. Larry it Bird, is the be- highest percentage is 30.1 by John Havlicek. Wow. Imagine He's on that. pace for the highest. Larry Bird didn't get 30 points per game in a season. He got 29. He's on. He's tied with him for 29. Paul Pierce, I think, had 27, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. But that's major. When you think about all the legends that's run through the Celtics franchise. That's amazing. That's amazing. 20 plus points in 43 straight games. Wow. I think he's relied upon to shoulder more of the scoring burden than John Wall. He is. If you think about his second leading scorer, which I got to get to, my man Avery Bradley. Oh. He's actually <laughs> low-key averaging 17.7 <laughs> points per game and seven rebounds. That's, but you know what? Surprisingly. Surprisingly, but it's like when I talk ball with certain people, Mm -hmm. I say to them, if a team is averaging X amount of points and they have a guy averaging 30, somebody else has to score. To me, that 17 is a product of somebody else got to get it. You know, True. If, if there was actually a secondary scorer in Boston, Avery Bradley would have A legitimate game. secondary scorer. Right. Which is supposed to be Al Horford. No. But he's not. No. <laughs> Al Horford robbed the bank, much he like did. Bradley Bill. I want to ask you a question. I've been itching to ask you this Go question. Ahead. Go ahead. I think that John Wall is having a career year yes. strictly out of jealousy because Bradley Bill got the paper this offseason. Mm. How do you feel when I say that, man? I feel like it's jealousy driving this this drive that, that John Wall is bringing to the table. When is John Wall's contract up? He is has another soon? year after this. He has another year. Yes. So he's going to get paid soon. Soon, but not Bradley Bill getting damn near max money, if not max money right now. Bradley Bill hit the Brinks truck this wow. summer. He did. But I mean, I mean, he can't be too upset about that because it's not his time. It's okay. not his turn. I think, I think he knows in the back of his mind, and he should know if mm-hmm. he's smart. That I think the franchise, if they had to make a choice right. between Bradley Beal or John Wall, they would choose John Wall. I would hope so. I would hope he knows that in the back of his mind. <laughs> so if I knew that in the back of my mind, and I'm John Wall, I'd say I'm good. I'm gonna put up these stats. I'm trying to win. True. I'm trying to win so that I can lure a free agent over here. Yeah. A third body in Washington would make them a third body. very live in the Eastern Conference. He needs a third body. John Wall is averaging 23 points per game, yep. four rebounds, 10 and a half assists, mm-hmm. two steals, mm-hmm. shooting 45% from the floor. Elite numbers. The Wizards are 34 and 23, third place in the East, mm. two games behind the Celtics. So that two, three, 
full matchup can go either it's way. Looking, it's looking kind of spicy in the East. Exactly. Conference. So now that I gave those standings, who okay. do you feel? Actually, let me go this way. Do you feel that either the Celtics or the Wizards can challenge the Cavs in the seven-game series? You think they can beat the Cavs in the seven-game series? To both to answer both questions, no. No. They they. Flat out no. Flat out no. Okay. I don't want to be disrespectful. Okay. But when I look at them, they they'll make for good TV in May. All right. Okay. They might get a game or two. Give them a sweat. Right. Make okay. game make game five in that series must see. Mm-hmm. But when it's all said and done, mm-hmm. I don't believe they have enough parts. Okay. They have the high end players, okay. but they don't have the the auxiliary, the ancillary parts to deal with Cleveland. Okay. I'm gonna play devil's advocate here. Okay. I think they can't. I think the only the Celtics. The Celtics can beat the Cavs in the seven game series. Please I have tell me full why. faith in the Celtics. Right. When you look at how they match up, when you look at the Cavs top two scorers, top right. two primary. Offensive threats. Kyrie's the number one scorer. Yes. Let's get that clear. Especially in the postseason. Yep. You got Avery Bradley, right? Mm. A-plus perimeter defender. One of the only players who actually really Steph has trouble with when True. he's defending them. True. Remember, the Celtics play the Warriors very well. Very well. Avery Bradley is one of those two-way guards who picks you up full court, right? Okay. Plus, behind him, we have the bulldog of all bulldogs. Marcus Smart to throw at you. So when Avery gets tired, you got Marcus to throw out there. Mm -hmm. So I feel like Kyrie Irving can be limited. You can't stop him, of course. He's one of the top 10, top 10, 15 players in the game. You can't stop him. But you can slow him down with those two. And then, besides that, number two threat is LeBron James. Of course. You got my man Jay Crowder Mm. to throw at him. Jay Crowder is a very versatile defender. Okay. He's beefy up front. Yeah. He has the body to deal with LeBron. He has a perfect body to deal with LeBron. Mm. You got, got the rook for in 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 minor minutes. You could throw Jalen Brown in there. Yeah. Minor minutes. He has the length, but he has the length. He, he can't guard him. You know. LeBron can, would take him down. He can stay in front of him for an extra second. LeBron would take him down on the block. Right and, now we call that barbecue chicken. And that's barbecue chicken. <laughs> when LeBron go down there. So uh, I feel like they have the pieces okay. to play the best defensively against them. Right. And I think the Cavs can alter that with putting LeBron on Isaiah Thomas when the crunch time comes. Mm. And that will be a problem because the Celtics don't have another perimeter threat who can get his own shot. So can I be devil's advocate now? Can I return? Go ahead. We, we've discussed mm-hmm. how the Celtics match up with the Cavs mm-hmm. defensively. Mm-hmm. So what you intimate to me is, is that they're going to muck the game or it's going to be ugly games because they got to score. I think they can make it ugly. They're going to have to make it ugly to beat Cleveland. It has to yep. be in the 80s. You can't hold Cleveland in the 80. You can hold them in the 90-something. The playoffs kind of happenstance makes it so True. that these games... Physical. And, and yes. I like the Bulldogs that the Celtics have. They have mm. a couple of Bulldogs on that squad. Al Horford is a little soft. He's not the greatest Bulldog. Okay. Jay Crowder is a Bulldog. Marcus Smart is a bulldog. He is. He is. Big he, bulldog. Isaiah Thomas is a pit bull at his size. So who deals with Tristan Thompson? Who deals with Tristan Thompson? I throw Amir at him, but which is what I wanted to get to earlier. Mm-hmm. Thank you for taking me there. I want Andrew Bogut to sign with the Celtics. Uh, I think he would be the perfect, the yes. perfect tenacious rebounder and beef that they need up front. To combat the and size, and they have a lot of, of history. Two years worth a of finals history. history. That's why I'm upset. I want to give Andrew Bogut a fail. <laughs> I want to give that one time for having the Cavs as your number one option. It's emotion. Of- you know why he's thinking about the Cavs? Because the Warriors let him go. He felt the way about the way the Warriors let him go. Yeah, but he doesn't have. He's not gonna have a true role in the Cavs. He'll be what Virgil was a year ago exactly. for the Warriors. Exactly. Who played sparing minutes? Yeah. He played what? He gave you seven minutes a night. Of nothing. Of nothing. <laughs> Seven minutes and two charges. That's all he gave you. That that became blocks in the playoffs anyway. For Seven superstars. minutes, two charges, and a couple of bunks. Loser get crazy hard. Couple of bunks. On your ass. And a couple of bunks. So what I'm going to say is, why not go to the Celtics where you can have an integral role on the team? He... He'll come off the bench. Okay. He'll play 20 minutes a night. Back okay. up Amir Johnson. You move Al Hoffer to the four. You can play big against the Cavs because Kevin Love is still 6'9". Allegedly. You need, allegedly. <laughs> you need Crowder on LeBron. You could throw Horford on Love. Love doesn't... It's not a... I mean, he's a perimeter threat, but a standstill perimeter threat. You know... You, you, Al Hoffer can easily guard 
underrated Andrew Bogut in terms of setting screens to free up his exactly. guards is highly underrated. And to top it all off, he's a willing passer. Willing passer. Willing passer. High IQ. All right, you got you got me leaning, but I'm still gonna stay on my hard no as of right now. I mean, the smart choice would be to pick the Cavs, but I think if there's one team that can upset the Cavs, yeah, it's the Celtics. And also, you know, uh, during the before the trade deadline, the Raptors got better. That's who I'm leaning with, bro. Go ahead. They got Serge Ibaka. I like the Ibaka pick. They got PJ Tucker. PJ Tucker. Two excellent pickups. I think that they made those trades just for when Cleveland goes small because now you can keep Valanchunas on the court and send Ibaka after Kevin Love. I put Valanchunas on the bench. You got to keep that big if Thompson's on the floor. If Thompson's on the floor, yes. You know? But a lot of times they switch Thompson out. True. And put Love at the five or Channing Frye. Or Fry you have Ibaka five. as your five and he can still float out to the I perimeter. I like that move. You know? I like, I like those move. moves. So I do you think the, the Raptors are the second best team in the East? Hands down. It wow. might not say it right now because, uh, we, as we know, Kyle okay. Lowry's out for a little minute. He's out for, but, uh, what is it, 45 weeks? Yes. With a wrist injury. Wrist, he had wrist surgery. Wrist surgery. So, where I'm looking at it as, the records might not say that for obvious reasons. Mm. But come playoff time, I think the second best team in the East will be the Raptors. Wow, second best? Second best. I'm all in on but second best. But you do know, because Lowry's hurt now... I feel like they won't get that two or three seed. Yeah, they're going to be so about So they're going to stay at the fourth, so yeah. meaning that they have to play Cleveland in the second round. Well, that changes the whole conversation. That's the reality. Damn. Maybe they need to start tanking, go to the sixth spot or something I mean, to that avoid would be nice. Cleveland. Or maybe DeRozan surprises us and carries them to some wins that... Because the separation between two, three, and four is about two games, I yeah, believe. Yeah, two games apiece. So anything can happen. Uh, listen, I'm not a firm believer in the Wizards, so the Wizards can drop to yeah. me easily, honestly. You know, Bradley Bill might come in with a new chain and John Waller get upset because of all that new money. <laughs> so we don't know. Exactly, exactly. But my issue with the Raptors, I, I don't think they'll ever get past the second round. I think it was a fluke last year to get to the conference Ooh. finals. I'm never a big fan because the Raptors stars. I feel like they come up small in the playoffs. Lowry comes up small. True. DeRozan comes up small. True. Ibaka, you can't count on Ibaka. He's a nice contributor, but you can't count on him. It's all about Junis. who they play. But I, and to, to support your argument, I'll say mm-hmm. this. Their star players become much easier to defend in the playoffs. You know, they don't, yeah. their games are not that dynamic. You know, if you put enough pressure, you pack the paint on DeRozan, that mid-range is gone. Very true. And he doesn't like contact in the playoffs. He doesn't like getting to the to the line in the playoffs like he Very does true. in the regular season. I agree. Kyle Lowry chucks up some terrible three-pointers in the playoffs. So you um, might be on to something. His heart. I don't know what happens to him in the playoffs. He got a, what last he said? He got a decompress. Uh, I don't he got a decompress. That. Come on, man. <laughs> Chubbs. I'm hoping that maybe. Lowry this season, the AKA Chubbs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping that this year they learn from getting to the conference finals. I'm banking on that. They learn from the conference finals. They got hungry. They see their front office is making moves to give them more weapons to deal with the Cavs, and that'll push them through. I'm, I hope I'm, so. I'm putting my chips with the with so. the Raptors. I'm willing to be wrong on that one. Okay. Also, an underrated thing. I feel like the Cavs have a mental edge over the Raptors. The whole conference, man. Yeah, the whole conference. <laughs> I don't. I think the Celtics can get over that though, because Celtics Maybe. have heart, man. Yeah. As you know, remember the Celtics and Wizards have a lot of those fights. True. Oh well, fake fights. I would say. True. You know, those hold me backs. Hold me backs. You know, those hold me backs. We're gonna wear black. And beat the Celtics. Exactly. They want to wear black. Jay Crowder and John Wall hitting them in the nose and slapping the face. Come on, man. Come on, man. You might be on a something with Boston because. Yes. I'm on something. You might be on a something because Mm -hmm. it's something about if your star player has that grit. And Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas, Thomas he's killing him. He's all grit. And you know, I'm a Kobe guy. Lil Mamba right there. Exactly. Exactly, man. I feel you. So, uh,. So we're gonna There was an interesting discussion That I actually wanted to do today You know This has been highly debated mm-hmm. You can go any way with this This topic is definitely very opinionated This topic I'm getting to Is about talking about the most clutch player In the NBA today mm. When you talk about most clutch First of all let's define Clutch my definition of clutch is <laughs> during the fourth quarter or overtime with less than five minutes remaining, 
and neither team ahead by more than five points. Yep. That's clutch time to me. Yes. Some people think clutch time is the entire fourth quarter. No. Not the, not the full fourth. No. To me, six minutes and down in a close game is money time. Five minutes and down. Okay. It gets a little tight. Palms get a little sweaty. Yep. Ankles start buckling. The refs allow, allowing you to be more physical. Yep. That's clutch time to me. So I got to ask, who is the most clutch player in the game, in your opinion? Mm-hmm. People are going to be, people going to have a little opinion of our mind. This is, but I'm going I'm to let you go first, you going to let me lead off? Um, most it, clutch player. It's tough because, as I just mentioned, I'm a Kobe guy. My, okay. My view of clutch is dead a little. Dead and gone. He's dead and gone. <laughs> but the 60-piece on the way out is clutch. Oh, very clutch. It's plenty of times, and I won't lie to you, I used to bark at the TV when Kobe would take bad shots, but then they would go in. Mm-hmm. It's faith. I look around the league. It, that's a good word, faith. It's faith. You're right. So right. So when I look around the league, when I this question is, it's tough for me to look around the league and find a guy who's that clutch. I think D Wade is one of the most clutch guys in the league. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm not sure the best in the world, LeBron James, is clutch at all. Um, Carmelo Anthony, even though he has that stink of Nick on him, he's very clutch. <laughs> I'm a Nick Basher. Just a, a disclaimer. I'm sorry, hey, Nick. There fans. you go. Nick's take. <laughs> it's tough, okay. but. As of right now, okay. Based, Who you got? I got Kyrie Irving. Ooh. Kyrie Irving is a killer. Okay. No conscious. Step back three, game seven. No hesitation. Ooh. Mama mentality. Okay. So your most clutch play in the game today is Kyrie Irving. Right now, Kyrie. Okay. Give him the ball. Okay. You're right. You can't go wrong with that. He's definitely in my top three. Okay. Definitely. I gotta like, hear this number like one. His hands down. My number one, you actually touched on him. Okay. I was hoping, I was like, oh, he's no. going there. <laughs> My most clutch player in the NBA is Carmelo Anthony. Oh, come on. I'm gonna go you Carmelo gonna pick a Anthony. Nick? In my opinion, right? I'm never I've never been Knicks fan. Everyone knows me. I'm Knicks tape non-existent. <laughs> Knicks tape left with JR. Knicks <laughs> <laughs> tape was tatted on JR's neck with that young money on the top. All right, I'm going to go Melo. I think Melo is the most clutch in the game. I think he gets the... I think he can score outside. Yep. He can score on the inside. Right now, we call that barbecue chicken. I think he gets the best shots, and I think he has a knack for drawing contact because he does... If you notice, he wears those bulletproof vests under his jersey. (laughs) (laughs) Like a quarterback in the NFL. (laughs) He's wearing those bulletproof vests under his jersey. Right, so he wants people to bang on that chest. So he gets down there. He gets his headband hit off every time he every gets to time. the lane. Every, every time. time he throws the three up. <laughs> I'm a big mellow fan. I wanted him to get traded because of that. He I deserves better. I wanted him to come to my clips. I told you last episode of God rained down on us before the deadline. We would get mellow, but he will be there in the summer. Mellow in LA with CP Blake, Amazing. DeAndre. Amazing. I, that's seven games against Golden State Amazing. off the rip. Amazing. Yes. Amazing. With JJ hitting Melo as a gunner and not as the primary exactly. scorer. Exactly. Whoa. With the point guard feeding him at his spots. Think about getting well, him easy shots. Every Mel, every point in Melo's career where he's had a good team, he's had a good to great point guard. Uh-huh. 09 Denver, Chauncey. Chauncey. When Chauncey first came to the Knicks, Ray Felton had a career year when he got to the second round. Career year. He needs a point guard. Jay Kidd when he Jay came Kidd. back. Yes. They got to the second round against the Pacers. Give Melo a point guard, he gives you the world. Exactly. Stop crucifying Melo. Melo, Melo in the Olympics five. where he doesn't have to hold the ball. You get to your spot on the floor, get the buckets. Mm-hmm. He's dangerous. I but had, I, a, I had a, a debate with my man um, Dominique. Okay. On the first episode with the top scorers in the yes. game. I had Melo number two. He didn't like that. He didn't like that. I think he had Harden number two. I had Durant number one was unanimous. Hands down. Then I have Melo, and then I have Harden. I, I think Harden's about Harden to be number, number one, though. This, this, He's creeping. This, I know he can quick score will. He, he has the most moves will. to me. So is he clutch? I don't know yet. Jerry's out on James Harden. I haven't seen has it. He had, think about it. Has he had a lot of clutch moments? He's had moments where he's choked. Mm. Turnover. Think about it. Golden State. 2015 conference finals. He had a big turnover late. I oh, believe man. in game one. That was a bad series overall. For Horrible. Him. He <sighs> finals against Miami, albeit he was young. He was nowhere to be found after he oh, took, man. after he killed the Spurs. 
We vanish. Vanish in the finals. Vanish. That's always been a knock on his career. I totally forgot about that. Really? Stephen A always brings that up. Brings it up. Always. And made Sam, Sam Presti thought he was expendable behind that. He did. He did, which was a bad move. Terrible. A move. bad move. Why are we not talking about that? I'm sorry, but Go I got to ask this question. Go ahead. To me, long story short, mm-hmm. the Oklahoma City Thunder GM mm-hmm. has gotten away with murder. Murder. I believe that with every part of my being. He needs some bunks. Where's the 30 for 30 for how he failed the Thunder? But he did build him up. Build him up and a fail. The fall of Rome. The rise and the fall of Rome. Yes, I will watch that. 30 okay. for 30. That's a nice 30 for 30. Man. Ah, oh, man. So you got Kyrie as the most clutch. Most in clutch. Okay, I got Melo. And if you had 10 seconds left, mm-hmm. 10 seconds to get a basket, are you still giving this to Kyrie or does your choice change? Um, 10 seconds left to get a basket. Kyrie. Tied up. Kyrie. 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 Number one choice. I won't, I'll sleep well whether he misses or makes. Okay. Give him the ball. Okay. I'm going to still go Melo. You can't lose. I got takers left. I'm. He's going to get either a foul. He's going to chuck up a three because he loves chucking <laughs> up them threes. Melo, you take some wild threes sometimes. Yeah. But sometimes they go in. Miraculously, when he comes on the court full court, he gets a rebound, no timeout. Man. He loves to run it down with his old man pads. You know, that's how you know Melo's in his 30s now. You yes. see how much padding he's wearing? He has sleeves full on. Full sleeves, he has a t-shirt, full undershirt, full sleeve compression, full leg the warmers. bulletproof vest you said, the leg Bulletproof vest? <laughs> Come on. Uh, Melo. He's channeling in, his pa- in the Patrick Ewing. You know, oh, you yeah, Patrick Ewing. That's how I you know he's getting everywhere. Oh, he was ice every time out. He had a bag of ice. He had the ice bucket, two Jeez. of them. Ice of the angles. Melo, I know you getting, you getting up there. Calm down a padding a little bit. Maybe That's he not should just trick about asshole. 15, you know, because LeBron yeah. goes to the finals every year and he's he not iced up like that. LeBron What's going shrimp. on, Melo? That's very true. But I give it to Melo because I think he does tend to get the best job. He's been getting better with passing the ball. Yeah. You know, I just trying. think he gets a bad rap because who is he passing to? Yeah. What have the Knicks given him besides Thank that one you. year? Thank you. Who is he? Who is he passing to? Courtney Lee, when he didn't Come give on. it up, what happened? Come on. Got tossed by LeBron trying to yam it. Come on. Then he wanted to say the coach distracted him. Essentially, they blew up the best team he had in New York when <sighs> Phil got there. Yeah. He got rid of all the parts that made sense Made him. sense. Veterans that wanted to win. You got rid of Felton. You got rid of Chandler. You got rid of Shump. You got rid of JR. You didn't want them to win. You exactly. sabotaged Melo, if you ask me. And they went and they flourished everywhere else. Flourished. They prospered everywhere if else. I was, if I was my allowed to fight LeBron, how you making my guys look better than yeah. what they were? Yeah, oh, man. You making Shump look good with his dumb haircut. <laughs> you making Shump look real good. Real good. good. Look, Shump was looking like a defensive stop over there. With his there. man bun. You looking like Ruben Patterson over there. <laughs> you looking like back. Ruben. Oh. <laughs> oh, man, I can't. So my top three clutch performers in the game today. Okay. I'm going to go Melo 1. Yep. I'm going to go Kyrie 2. Yep. And I got a tie for third. Who's the tie? Tie for third place is my man, the little bulldog, Isaiah Thomas mm. and Kawhi the Claw Leonard. Wow. That's Kawhi? my. I, I you couldn't have Kawhi choose. in a clutch rankings. Watch, think about it. If you watch Kawhi, right? Spurs don't have many close games, right. right? Because they do tend to play well throughout the game. But if you look at Kawhi, that step back, turnaround, fadeaway that he likes to pull nowadays, yeah. I've been noticing. Yeah. It's money. That True. mid-range, it's money. I can't and Kawhi argue with that. has got the guts now to take those shots. He's got the green light from Pop. It's his team. It's his team. Who's your top three? Kyrie's top three number one. Kyrie one. I'm gonna go Melo number two. Whoa, you gonna me- you just hated on me for Melo? Hey, hey, hey. As I the made facts, the case. As the facts change, so does my opinion. Okay, okay. I'm gonna give it to Melo. Okay. And I'm gonna surprise you with number three because oh. I feel like he flies under the radar, but okay. he's money in the fourth quarter. Who's Paul that? George. Oh. Paul George is money. Paul in the George fourth. had a lot of moments against LeBron. And a lot of moments. And that it, was that the Eastern Conference Finals or back to back years. It's back they, to back years. They had a semifinal, then two conference finals yeah. back to back. He he was very. Paul clutch. George likes the fourth quarter. He he likes the ball, and if it's close, you know he's gonna go to that fadeaway by the elbow. That's his that's his go-to or the jab step pull up. That's what he does. Paul ah. George underrated. Yeah, very underrated in the clutch. So I also threw out 
some of the best clutch players in the game today. Okay. So you tell me if you think are they clutch or not. No. They're going to be hard to argue, but I mean, actually pretty easy to argue, I think. Let's I'm going to go. So you say clutch or not. Isaiah Thomas. Clutch. Steph Curry. Jury's out. Oh, Jury's out? Jury's out. Even with the shot that he made against the Thunder, half, almost half court? A little bit above half court? You know what it is? Was that fourth quarter? Right, Steph is situational clutch. He Depend, tends to fold. Depend, right. And depending on the matchup and how mm -hmm. physical the matchup is, his clutch gene diminishes. Okay. If it's a free-flowing game, like depending against on the magnitude Houston, of the moment? Not even a magnitude. Okay. The type of team. You see when he played oh. against Portland, the I'm back game? That gate he went not off. as physical. He went off. He, he killed him in the fourth. Team like Houston, more finesse, he'll kill him in the fourth. Mm -hmm. But Cleveland gets physical with him, his game tends to waver. So physicality Physicality his dictates his clutch. Okay. Interesting point. So, jury's out on him. Jury's out. Okay. Wow. Interesting. That's a very interesting. I appreciate that take, though. I'm here. Interesting take. Melo, we got, yeah. Kyrie, yeah. Damian Lillard. Clutch or not clutch? Clutch. clutch. He, he puts the team on his back in the fourth. He Damian does. Lillard is clutch. I'm going to go clutch on Damian Lillard. He had a few members against the Rockets. He yes. had that three in the playoffs. Damian Lillard, he wants those moments. I'll say this. If, I think if he I'm, wants the ball. If I cheer against him and he has the ball in the fourth, I'm nervous. Okay. That's a that's a nice way to look at it. What about CJ McCollum? Are you nervous as well? Or nah. just Dame? Dame. Just Dame? Okay. Ooh, quick question for you. Who would you rather have on your team right now? Isaiah Thomas, John Wall, or Damian Lillard? As of right now? Right now. Thomas. You can't. Okay. Who's a better player? Is that a different answer or the same answer? You know, that's where it gets tricky. Okay. Because if you're telling me 82 games, I'm getting 30 a night. Of course, I'm taking it I'm a, if I'm on GM. Okay. But in the playoffs, now when coaches get a little more advanced with their game planning, you mentioned something earlier about putting a LeBron on an Isaiah Thomas in the yeah, fourth. That would neutralize. Most it. teams, if you have that long defender, that that long, takes agile, muscular long, defender. Right. That like takes LeBron, him out of the Kawhi equation. Type. There you go. Mm -hmm. So now with that in play, I might want John Wall for the playoffs. He's a bigger guard. He can get yeah. to anywhere on the he floor. He can get to the rack. So that's that's where I'm gonna go with John Wall because okay. I feel like he can do more in a playoff scenario. Mm, interesting take. I agree with you there though. Great points. I, I agree with you. So, Lillard is three regardless. Three regardless. Okay. All right. And he's clutch. Yeah. Jimmy Boy. Jimmy Butler from no. the Bulls. No clutch? No clutch. Wow. No. <laughs> I'm going to have to disagree with you there. Jaws. My man Ray Jaws. I got to disagree with you What's there. up? Jimmy Boy is clutch. Jimmy Boy wants those moments. I watched a few of the Bulls games because I got league pass. I've been right. watching a few Bulls, Bulls games. He wants that ball and he hits those shots. Mm. He takes them. Jimmy Boy makes them. I think he's a star. He has to get the ball. He takes the shot. It goes in or it doesn't go in. But I, I mean, don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it's clutch. You know, I don't know. I'd give Jimmy Boy being clutch. I give it to him. I, I give it to him. I'm, I'm comfortable with my. You can you can go. I'm Noah's. comfortable with that. Okay. <laughs> maybe maybe I gotta see something in the playoffs. Okay. Okay. You know? All right. The jury's out. Jury's out on oh, Jimmy, Jimmy Boy. Jimmy Boy. Okay, okay. Paul George, you said yes. yes. Kemba Walker. Believe it or not, yes. Yes. Kemba, Kemba Don't Wolf. sleep. Don't sleep. A lot of people are sleeping on Kemba. On the BX product. <laughs> Don't sleep. Don't Since sleep on Since you're calling step back on my man Boone. Well, there we go. Connecticut. Yeah. Don't sleep on my yeah. man Kemba. Kemba's definitely clutch. James Harden. Nope. No clutch? No clutch okay, right now. Okay. He's nice. He can ball. Got moves. Okay. But money in the fourth? Nah. Okay. Russell Westbrook? Nah. He's <sighs> Russell Westbrook, I'm on the fence because I think he's he can be clutch, but he makes bad decisions. That's that my IQ, issue with him. That IQ, basketball gets, IQ is it a gets little in the way in the fourth quarter. It does. It does. Game it does. six, Golden State. Everybody's mad at KD, but he has some head-scratching turnovers. Exactly. And because he wants to, he pounds the ball so much, you beg for the turnover That's in the fourth, issue. as opposed to getting to a spot on the floor. That's floor-up. his issue right there. I mean, I've been getting a lot of pushback on car sessions because I keep saying that I like his numbers. But it's something about his game that just doesn't do it for me. I'm I asked sorry. Before if he was stat chasing, I, I believe he, on one. I believe he's Rondo. Sometimes I think he does. I think he's Rondo with more talent. I think he's well aware of his stats yes. throughout the game. Yes. Where he's gonna say, you know, what? I'm close to a triple. Down. I'm gonna get that shit. On above the rim. Let's ask you the question. Okay. You're the basketball guy. Let's tell me. 
with the way that Russell Westbrook plays the game, his mm -hmm. approach to the game, mm -hmm. can you win that way? No, you okay. cannot win with Russell West Russell Westbrook as okay. your primary playmaker, okay. your primary point guard. Okay, I think he, honestly, I think he needs. You need to either not, either have a ball distributing two guard. Mm -hmm. A la James Harden or things like that, they which is very that. rare to find. They had it. Yeah, they did. Remember, they crunched time five was mm -hmm. Harden was the point guard. Or you have to have a second star that is a playmaking right. star. A la, I'm sad to say this, uh -oh. but I think the best pairing with Russell Westbrook is Blake Griffin. Ooh. As a four man, a playmaker for who doesn't mind taking a back seat you to know. your star. Cause he facilitates he for everybody perf, else. Exactly. He's he's he doesn't mind taking the back seat to right. CB3. Right. He doesn't want the big moments at the fourth quarter. Russell, Russell Westbrook wants it. Blake doesn't want it. He's fine with being a decoy. You have me thinking here, man. But the perfect pairing for Russell Westbrook is Blake Griffin. I don't think I've heard that pairing anywhere or at that level. You know, and you And I'm a Clippers fan saying this. And it, I'm Ashamed to say, Russell Westbrook would have to respect Blake coming he into OKC. He's Blake. not a he's not a schmeg. You got to give him Blake his Griffin respect. is a stud. You yes. have to give you have to give Russell someone to respect. That's Blake it. Griffin can command the ball. I don't think he respected KD. Believe no, it or not, he didn't respect his alpha, his killer instinct. Nah, he didn't. He didn't. But Blake, on the other hand, is okay with being second fiddle. Blake is a low key monster. He'll exactly. throw. He will throw it on exactly. you in the fourth but and not care. But when it gets tight. Blake Blake tends to tend to tend to fade a little bit. I, th I blame your man for that, CP, because CP wants the ball. He's made it so that it Blake has never gotten comfortable relishing that fourth yeah, quarter role. That's very true, but Blake hasn't shown me enough to warrant those Fair. moments. Fair. I can't give you those when it relies up, when I re when we're relied upon the most. True. So the jury's out. Jury's Is CP3 clutch? Yes. Okay. Is LeBron James clutch? No. Oh, okay. He tends to get a palm, get sweaty when he gets to the free throw LeBron line. LeBron is very comfortable giving up the rock in crunch time. Very comfortable. He I, got lucky with that Wizards bank shot three. Uh, and he walked around like, game. like, I does that. Yeah. No, you don't. No, no LeBron. You <laughs> sit down. You got very lucky. And this is my argument. And mm -hmm. it's like, I like, this is why, you know, we, we do these podcasts mm -hmm. because we get opinions out there that nobody really wants to talk about. Exactly. He is comfortable having Kyrie on the floor. Mm -hmm. What all-time great superstar of LeBron stature is okay with another guy mm -hmm. in Game 7, ISO, for the win? Where have we seen that? Talk about it. We've never seen that before. But we want to talk about he's he, he's approaching MJ and this and that. And I'm like, you know, I, you could say I'm but biased to Kobe. I'm going to give him his due. Okay. But when it comes to, again, money time. Mm -hmm. He does not want the ball. He doesn't. He I doesn't saw want to go to the line. From your secondary player, Shaq wouldn't have that with Kobe. And Kobe was probably better than Kyrie at this point. Jordan, barbecue chicken. Yeah. Come on. Exactly. So, he's not clutch. But the thing is, let me see. In terms of taking the shot, mm -hmm. he's not clutch. This is where I'm going to throw him a okay. ball. In terms of making the right basketball play oh. in clutch, the he's, greatest to ever do he's it. He's exceptional. Nobody's done it better than me. Absolutely. He's exceptional at that. He'll always make the right play. Always. Always make the right play. You can always count on LeBron's IQ. Always. So, uh, so yeah, so that was a nice. So, I want you guys yeah, to let me know also, your most clutch play in the game. Much cl clutch play in the game today of all, or of all time. Let yeah, me know. Let's do it. Let that's, me know, That's man. a conversation starter. That's a, that's a, we could go on for hours about that, man. That's all opinionated. So as we know, my man Jarvis, mm -hmm, right, mm -hmm. is an avid Lakers fan. If you couldn't tell by now, <laughs> <laughs> big Kobe fan, big Lakers fan. Yeah. So I, when I when I knew he was coming on, I said we gotta touch on these Lakers because I have interesting point on these Lakers. Okay, there's a lot of shipping going on with these Lakers uh, in these past couple weeks. Man, a lot of stuff going on with these Lakers, man. Crazy. What you got? The franchise overhaul, uh. right? Overdue. We got um trade deadline actually just passed. Got magic in office now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, All right. Mm -hmm. He hired uh, Rob Palenka. I like that as hire. a GM. Kobe's Asian, longtime Asian. Can't get Kobe, get the closest hey, thing. Kobe's gonna be in there somehow. He's gonna be a consultant or something. Makes sense. All right. So during the trade deadline, there was a lot of rumblings and grumblings about him getting Paul George right. to to join the Lakers. Right. So do you think and 
Of course, if you didn't know, they didn't get Paul George. They didn't trade for Paul George. <laughs> Newsflash. Yeah, exactly. If you were under a rock, they didn't get him. So do you think the Lakers should have traded for Paul George? Do you think they should have pulled the trigger on that deal? No. Absolutely no? not. Okay, and this why is, not? This is why. Okay. We just saw six years ago mm-hmm. where you blowing up your roster. Mm-hmm. For a secondary level superstar, second tier superstar, Paul will George do second you. tier? Paul George is not a first tier superstar to me. Okay. He's second tier. That's no slight against him. I just think when you think superstar, like high end, number one, it's LeBron, it's Steph, it's KD, it's those guys. You can't, you can't in your right mind put Paul George next to those guys. But it's nothing against him. It's just this is yeah, your talent level says what it is. Okay. So if you're telling me we just got these kids in the draft. And let's say the package would have been a D'Angelo Russell, an Ingram, and some draft picks mm-hmm. and a bad contract by the mm-hmm. way of 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 Ding or Mozgov. Okay. That might have been too much. Especially when the players made it clear he wants to come there anyway. Why would you trade to get him when you can sign him outright? That's okay. hustling backwards to me. Okay, you think that's hustling backwards? Yeah. I'm gonna play Devil's Advocate. Okay. Here. I think they should have oh. traded for Paul George during this deadline. Mm. Right? Why, why you say that? One reason. I feel like they should have, as I feel, in my mind, Paul George is not a free agent this summer. True. People tend to forget that. He's a free agent next summer, mm-hmm. 2018. In 2018, that's a whole year and a half full of basketball. A lot can happen. A lot can happen in a year and a half. He could twist an ankle hard. He could break another leg. <laughs> you had to take it there? Yeah, I had to take it there. He could break, he could punch a chair, hit a forearm, uh, break your forearm. True, true. He could do a lot of dumb shit. Or, in the worst of it all, he could change his mind Very in 2018. True. The Pacers might have a miracle run, mm-hmm. an injury slip here and there. They might get an injury, uh, they might get a run in the East. And he's like, damn, if I go to the West, that's a lot harder. True. A more difficult road to the finals. True. If I stay in the East, second place in the East is attainable for any team. Yeah. They have great pieces of Miles Turner, Monte Ellis. They could get a free agent. You never know. They have cap room. They do. Right? Nobody's so my, coming in. <laughs> yeah. That's terrible. But they could trade. They True. always have decent draft picks and could package a Monte Ellis mm-hmm. and get a decent star in return, an expiring star. You could might be able to get a Boogie Cousins next year at the deadline. Because he's not staying there. He's not staying there. <laughs> that experiment is not going well the first three games. Oh, exactly. So if I was the Lakers, I would make that deal. Even if you had to bring give up Brandon Ingram, right? Yeah. A pick, which might be in the top three. Yeah. So one more piece. I'm gonna jump in and now yeah. I'm gonna counter your counter. Okay. I think that if they were gonna make a trade, mm-hmm. it shouldn't have been at the deadline. Okay. If if if, if summertime? If, right. You go with the draft. Let's let's tank the season. And this is why I'm already on board with the Magic Johnson era. Mm-hmm. Because they're they're forward thinking. Mm-hmm. Why trade now when we can just tank the rest of this year? Great point. Have the top three pick and package that as a centerpiece of whatever deal. Let's say they get Lonzo Ball, but we mm-hmm. like D'Angelo Russell. Exactly. Re- regardless of whatever, which I feel is redundant. Precisely, because when you watch Lonzo Ball play, he's not that much different. He's exactly. right-handed D'Angelo to me. Exactly. So you could pat you could you function the deal around mm-hmm. him. You throw in a Zubak who's actually pretty good, or, or a Clarkson, or a Randall who I think is not very good on the low. Mm-hmm. You package those guys along with a, a Mozgov or a Dang because mm-hmm. you got to make the money work, mm-hmm. and you get the deal done, and you get it slightly cheaper than what you would have done at the deadline. Okay. So if you're gonna get him, you got to make it make sense for you. That okay. that'll be my argument in favor of Paul George. Okay. I feel like they should have got him now because the palms are sweaty right True. now. True. There was shaking. a lot of tension going on. I'm not Paul gonna... George is upset. Yeah. He wants to go. I'm I won't lie to you. I was on Bleacher Report refreshing I hard. Like, I was hard. Are we going to get him? Oh, are we going to get him? Oh, we that would be him. a nice look for the fan to yeah. show the franchise you're going in a, in a right upward direction. direction. Yeah. And then when you have Paul George now, when the summer comes, people are like, oh, wow, they already got Paul George under contract. He still got another year. He's already committed to re-signing. Yeah. Let's say you had to trade Brandon Ingram, who's averaging eight points per game, <laughs> four rebounds, two assists. Uh, Let's say you had to package Ingram and either give up Randall or Clarkson. Right. I'll give one of them motherfuckers up. I'll give them <laughs> up. Hey, man, let my Lakers be great, man. The- I'll give them up. Randall's averaging 
12.8 points, 8 rebounds. Decent. You know what it is? But he's a tweener. I don't want to get on the Lakers rant, but you know, again, I respect your mind. Mm. I believe that Luke Walton is, has, has made one mistake with this Laker team. What's that? Of all. What's that? To me, he came in and he empowered guys incorrectly. To me, when he walked in, he empowered Russell and he empowered Randall. Mm. They worked against each other. Because the way he wanted Randall the ball gets in Rand- in Russell's way. Okay. He's not a good pick and roll option. I think one of them have to go. They have to go. Russell or, or Randall, correct? Russell's, yes. Russell's best games came when he was playing with Zubak and Nance because they can play the pick and mm-hmm. roll. They have high IQ. They know where to be. Randall, too much of the time, has no idea where he wants to be. He thinks he's Lamar Odom and Draymond Green True. in one. <laughs> you you need to be in the paint. When you came to the league, you were supposed to be Zebo. Go ahead, man. So let me ask you this. What's up? As a Lakers fan, uh-huh. who would you keep, Randall or Russell? Russell's nicer than Randall. Hands oh, down. So you'll keep Get Russell. Randall out of here. Get Randall out of here. I'm not even joking. <laughs> Get him out of here. I, I would sleep so good the night he gets traded. I would oh, love it. Wow. Yes. See? So would you package Randall and Ingram and a pick for Paul George and someone else to... As you a know, salary filler, it would be hard. We could get a CJ Miles. It would be tough. Decent to rotation Ingram, player, Randall, and a pick. That, that's speaking too much. of Ingram, right? I had a question I wanted to give to you. Okay, does Ingram have Durant-like potential? Ingram? They keep comparing him to Durant. You know what it is? It was a lazy comp because he was skinny and he could score coming yeah, out. Yeah, that of was very lazy. But that I was believe, just physical comparisons. I believe that he's going to be the first Brandon Ingram. His game is unique. Okay, he has moves. He, he he's you know what it is. It's his size that kills him. Because if you blow it, the ball flies out of his hands on the yeah. drive. But he, he got to hit that weight room. Yes, but he can get there. Okay. That's the one thing that I like about him okay. that D'Angelo doesn't have. Do you he, see the star in Ingram? Secondary star. He's secondary. not the primary guy. But if that's your secondary, you're doing all right. Okay. You got to get the star now. Okay. Because he can get buckets. He can defend multiple positions. Mm-hmm. He can handle he can attack the rim. He has got moves. a nice handle. He's yeah. a nice playmaker, actually. Yes. I give him credit for that. That's why I like him as a secondary guy yeah. as well. The other dude. Like, okay. if, the, if the Lakers are somehow get Isaiah Thomas and you put it with Ingram, who's developing, you might have something there. Excuse me? I'm sorry. If they get Isaiah They could have had him a couple of years ago. Could have, would have I'm a fan, man. You see you see where I'm talking from right now. <laughs> Isaiah Thomas is my man. <laughs> you want him in the Clipper town. I, I hear I you. Feel you. I feel. So how many years, really quick, do you give Magic to get the Lakers back on track to championship contention. You know, I I hate to say the jury's out, but it's like you really can't answer that right now because you need to see what this first off season mm-hmm. is gonna look like. Okay. I think last summer should have been the first step in the right direction. Okay. I believe, and more that I, I examine it and I do my research, I, I read LA media and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I think that Jim Buss might have sabotaged his sister Be- mm. because. When you look at the signing of a dang for the money that you signed it to, oh, and, and then yeah, you jump seventy-two jumped, mil, I think. Come on, and then Crazy. The, you were the first team to make a signing in free agency, the biggest free agency period in NBA history, True. and you gave sixty-four mil to Mozgov. Like, Crazy. what are you, what are you doing? Ridiculous. That sounds like sabotage to me. Those two contracts kind of hinder until they can find a way to offload those contracts. Mm-hmm. Then we can really see. I think this summer, I don't think Mozgov is going to be a Laker next season. Okay. If Magic, yeah, he's got to go. If Magic can find a way to get rid of him, he's I gotta think go. He got to go. They'll find. He'll find a takeover. But you know what? I answer your question. Mm. I think this is a three to four year project. Okay. But it starts with this summer and making smart business decisions. Okay. I hear that, man. I'm gonna go two to three. Two? I'm gonna give him okay. two years. I think he'll have him back in two years. I think this summer they're gonna get Paul George. Okay. I think they're gonna package that draft pick this summer. Yeah. Magic Johnson, he wants to tank this year. That's why he traded away Lil Will to yep. the Rockets, so he yep. could tank. Because, and I also wrote down, which I didn't know, that if they lose the pick, if it's out of the top three, yeah. they lose the pick to Philly. I didn't even realize yeah, that. Yeah, Philly's been held so on those hostage for a couple three. of seasons. Exactly. So that has to be worst, worst three record in the league, which yeah. is second. So, so I move. So quickly, before we move on, which LA franchise oh will win a championship first? The Lakers or my Clippers? The Lakers. Wow. Listen, man. <laughs> Yo, listen. If a championship is the first round. And I and I say it with 
with so much love. Mm-hmm. It's nothing against the Clippers. Go ahead. As a Met fan, I understand your position as a Clipper fan. <laughs> you just got to understand that some teams have the luck and other teams don't have the That's luck. That's true, though. The we Clippers have, have had a, a three-year window and they couldn't. They had the most talented team of the year. The Warriors won the yeah. chip and they couldn't get out the second round. I know. It's bad luck with that team. Lost 3-1, to one, man. Come on, to the Rockets? I know. And then last year, didn't you have like a slew of injuries last season? We sure did. It's bad luck. First round, game four, both of our stars get injured within three minutes. That's when you got to start realizing it's bigger than basketball. It's yeah. just not in the cards. I don't care what you say. <laughs> the Clippers are winning the championship first. You have first. to believe that. <laughs> We're winning the championship first, okay? I would hope so. I like Most definitely. I, y'all, the point guard will come through. The problem is, and y'all been... This piece away for three years. Yeah. It's that wing We scorer. need that wing, yeah. Yeah, get that wing. It's open season for the Clippers. We're going to hit the buyout market. We're either going to bring back Matt Barnes mm. to give us that toughness. <laughs> Just that mentality. What, the fight Draymond? <laughs> yep. We need somebody to trip somebody. True. We need one. We need somebody to take a hard foul. Yeah. We're a little soft in the middle right Big, now. Yeah, we need a hard soft. foul. Very soft. So I think I think that will happen. Y'all get mellow. I'm telling you, man. Listen, I, this summer, I want to be right back here having this conversation. <laughs> This summer, packaging them up off the yeah, off the river. Say bye bye. Get them out of here. Yes, that fa- fathers. Like yo, come on, doc. <laughs> yo, seriously. Austin got better. Don't don't sleep. He got better. He's For his averaging contract, seventeen though, points per game needs, as a starter. He needs to be he got, making he league got thirty-five minimum. mil. That's not that bad. That's too much. Bro. Solomon Hill got forty-four racks. million dollars. <laughs> Miles yeah. Golf got sixty uh, mil. Oh, uh, come right. on. Okay, you're right. You're right. Dang, got seventy. You're right. You're right. You're right. Austin Rivers is better than those Why you two? had to mention those contracts, All right, man. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah, that hurt. So now we got to get into our weekly crossover segment. Not a game. Right. Not a game. All right. Not a game. We talking about practice. It's the god of the crossover. Love that guy. AI. UConn versus Georgetown, 96 Big East Championship. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite memories. Oh, Him yeah. versus Ray Allen. Oh, wait. Oh, Ray Allen's my favorite player of all time. Uh, I keep his bobblehead in front I've of my desk. I've hated him since that night. single day. Big Everyone Vitale. really knows me, no Ray Allen. That's your man's? My favorite player of all time. I hate him. All S- time. Since 96, when he beat uh, uh, Allen Iverson, hated him. All but time. I respect him, though. Okay. As long as you respect I him. I respect man. him. As long as you respect the man. So, of course, in a crossover segment, every week, my guest that comes in, I'm throwing out com- player comparisons. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They act as a GM. And they tell me who they would take out of the two in their prime. I'm excited. Remember, people, they're prime. They're prime. So the guest doesn't know these. They don't know who I'm going to choose. They're all random. But I take careful and consideration for each person. I choose similar stats. Okay. Right? Okay. So first, in their prime, who would you take? Gary the Glove Payton mm-hmm. or Tony Parker? Ooh. Watch the stats. Oh, he heard that. Give me the numbers. He heard that. He heard that. (laughs) I love those reactions. Gary Payton, 16 points per game, Mm. four rebounds, 6.7 assists, Mm. two steals, 46% from the floor, one-time champ with the Heat, Mm. nine-time All-Star, two-time All-NBA, one-time Defensive Player of the Year. Mm. Tony Pacquiao... The Frenchman, 16 points, same amount, three rebounds, six assists, same amount, one steal, 49% from the floor, four-time champ, Mm -hmm. finals MVP, and six-time All-Star. Who you got, Gary Payton or Tony Parker? Ah, man. One is more accomplished? I'm going to go with the glove. You're going to go with the glove. And I'm going to tell you why. It's something that a lot of us basketball fans take take for granted. Mm-hmm. And it's playing with a superstar. Mm. A lot of what Tony Parker was able to do was playing off of t- uh, Tim Duncan. When you able to finesse what, the way he finessed. Great point. Never having to see a double team. Mm-hmm. Never ever being the focal point of the opposing team's defense. Getting to wherever you want on the floor because nobody's trying to get in your the way. The lanes are opened the up. The lanes are opened up. 
Of course you could do those numbers and win those championships. And a year he got finals MVP, he played one of the worst teams to ever get to the finals. Yeah. These are facts, people. It's Whereas facts. Gary Payton was proven as a guard, even with or without Sean Kemp, mm -hmm. he was able to put up numbers and put a team on his back. So I'm gonna go with GP. And it's okay. not because I'm an old head or none of that. It's just that when you think about this situ <laughs> this situations dictate that Gary Payton to me was a better overall player okay. than Tony Parker. Okay. I'm gonna go with GP as well. Good right. points. Same thing. I think he's more of a two-way player. Yeah. I'm gonna go with GP as well. So next, we got the beard, James mm. Harden. Oh, you, you're talking to my heart right now. Or Tracy McGrady. <laughs> wow. Think about that. Two the, the nerve best. of you to ask me this question, Woo! man. That's not fair. James Harden, 22 points, five rebounds, five and a half assists, one and a half steal, 44%, five-time All-Star, mm -hmm. two-time All-NBA, six-man of the year mm -hmm. mm -hmm. T-Mac, 19.6 points per game, a little lower. 5.6 rebounds, a little higher. 4.4 assists, a little lower. One steal, shooting 43%. Seven-time All-Star, as opposed to a five-time. Two-time All-NBA as well, but also a two-time scoring champ. You got James Harden in the prime or T-Mac in their prime. You know, just a couple of weeks ago, I was talking about James Harden, and I said to me, he has the Great most scores. moves at the guard position since Kobe. Like, his, his arsenal is endless. Like his repertoire he, is on point. If he ever gets a post-game, forget it. And then you have T-Mac, who has essentially what we just talked about, mm -hmm. and the post-game. This is tough, man. It's tough. This is tough. See? You like these comparisons this here, boy. This is tough. <laughs> I feel who like you, you, set, you set me up, man. I want to go got? with the bid. You going to go with the bid? I want to go with the bid. Okay. Because I think the bid, he's already done essentially what T-Mac did in his prime, okay. and he's not even at the peak of his prime. Okay. We still have a lot more to we see still from got the beard. a lot beard. more to go. So I'm gonna go with the beard. Okay, I'm gonna agree with you there, okay. and I'm gonna go with the beard as well. I think the beard is a better playmaker right. than Tracy McGrady. I think Trace, I mean, honestly, they're a wash in yeah. the best scorer. Yeah. They're a wash. C Mac might have been a better defender, but Kinda. He just has the most tools to be yeah. a better defender. Six, eight. But T-Mac wasn't really a great defender if you think about it. No. He wasn't. So, I will go James Harden on the fact that he's a better playmaker. Next. This is going to be even tougher. Come on. Is another one? Tougher. Oh, man. I got the big fundamental, Tim Duncan. Yeah. Or the big ticket, Kevin Garnett. Wow. Let me show you these stats. They're uncanny. Tim Duncan, 19 points per game, 10.8 rebounds, three assists, two blocks, one steal, 50% from the floor, five-time champ, three-time finals MVP, two-time regular season MVP. Kevin Garnett, 18 points per game, only one less, same amount of rebounds, 10.8, 3.7 assists, a little bit higher, less blocks, one block, one steal, same amount of field goal percentage from the floor, 50%. One-time champ, one-time regular season MVP, but also one-time defensive player of the year. Mm. You got the big fundamental or you got the big ticket? Can't go wrong either one. You can't go wrong. I'm Better gonna... in their prime. Who would you choose as a GM? I'm going to go with the big ticket. Oh! I'm going to go with the big ticket. Okay. You know what? I believe... And I'm going to throw this your way. Okay. I like where this conversation has been going in this episode. I believe that Tim Duncan is the creation of when the NBA got into ESPN's hands. Mm, okay. I always felt that there were guys that were better, but because he was such this big fundamental mm. guy that they, they wanted to push that in the time where it was an extreme hip-hop era mm. in the NBA. Okay. He was the outlier, mm. so they loved him. Mm. But if you're telling me that if you were to put KG and all of his skill set with Pop and those boys, what they wouldn't have been flourishing the same way? Come on. You, as soon as you gave he him a real He would have prospered the same way. As soon as he got a real squad, Boston won a chip. Exactly. Year one. Exactly. So you, I, 
It's gonna be guys who love Tim Duncan more, but to me, KG was the better basketball player. Yeah, he was a more versatile player. He had me. the package. He had the package. He could score, rebound, and assist. He T could control the offense, can't control a defense. I don't even think Tim Duncan should, you know, I, I don't want to sound like I'm slandering him, yeah. but you think about the guys of his time. At his peak, you could have put Kobe over him. Yeah. You could have put KG over yeah. him. How, like, how is he, you know, only all KG time of one of those MVP awards. Hello? Robbed uh, J. Kidd in 03 for Rocks. MVP. Thank you. You know, so I feel as though he's a, a not a media creation, he's but he's slightly. Star. Yes. And he's overrated because of how humble he is. Exactly. Thank you. I, I appreciate you for saying that. Because I always feel bad when I say that. It sounds like I'm hating on the man. You know ball. You know the game. Exactly. You know. <laughs> I'm like, man, he's just a humble star. Just like how Steph Curry is yes. kind of right now, a humble star. Steph, Steph got game. Steph got game, but he is a humble star. Yeah. Tim, Tim Duncan got game. Yeah. He's a humble star. Yeah. So, I would go Kevin Garnett as well. I'm a big KG fan. I think he's a more versatile player. Yeah. And those stats are so even to me, aside from the championships, it but it all depends on the team. The Tony Parker conversation. Your situation. Exactly. Are you Your rewarding winning right. or you're rewarding talent? I think Pop had a lot of more to do with that winning than he got credit for until recently. Exactly, exactly. So last comparison I got for you. I got the Zoe, mm. Alonzo Morning. I hope you cats remember Alonzo Morning. Or Marcus Saul. Mm. Alonzo Morning, 17 points, eight and a half boards, one assist, three blocks. A half steal, 52%, one-time champ with the Heat, two-time defensive player of the year, one-time All-NBA, mm -hmm. Marcus Saul, 15 points, eight rebounds, three assists, one-and-a-half block, 50% from the floor, one-time defensive player of the year, three-time All-Star, one-time All-NBA. First team. I don't, even have, I don't have to think about this. Okay, who it's, you got? Zoe. You got Zoe? Zoe. We are in agreement, my brother. I like so. Mark Gasol. I like his game. Mm -hmm. But it's something about the tenacity of Zoe. People sleeping on the Charlotte Ten Zoe, too. Tenacious. Tenacious. And he was not even seven foot. And you and a rim protector at maybe 6'8". Georgetown product. Yes. He, I, I love Zoe. Yes. You know, Mark Gasol is cool. Mm -hmm. But we've already seen what you can and what you can't do with mm -hmm. Mark Gasol. I know exactly. if I have Zoe in the middle... You're going to have to earn everything you get. Exactly. I can't say the Until same thing. Until Vince Carter comes your way. Well, you get dunked on. That's God-given <laughs> talent. <laughs> Vince Carter can dunk on anybody. Yeah, you know? man. You're right. But Marc Gasol wouldn't even have tried to jump with Vince. Yeah. That's but the difference. But do you think Marc Gasol is a better playmaker than Zoe? Yeah, yeah. That's a European okay. game. Okay. He's better at the high post? High, oh, high-low game with him and Zebo, of course. Immaculate. Okay. But give me Alonzo Morning. Okay. Give me the beast. Got you. I'm going to go Zoe as well. So we in agreement on yeah. that. So like I said, so that's going to wrap up the crossover segment. That's a good segment, man. <laughs> Those nice choices yeah. I had, though, right? Yeah, yeah I like that. I, I put like a lot that. of work into these choices, man. I felt like I was set up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I do my research, man. <laughs> so yeah, so like I said before, my man Ray Jarvis yep. is of the Car Session Sports Report. So mm -hmm. he got his own Car Session Sports movement going yes, on. Yes, you can yes. find him on... Uh, Facebook, radio. YouTube. So tell the people about Car Session. What's that you got going on? Um, The whole idea, and okay. it's much like the Above the Rim podcast. Mm -hmm. I believe that, you know, there's, there's outlets for sports. But we all hear the same thing. You go to Fox Sports Net. You go exactly. to ESPN. You go to NBC Sports, Yahoo. It's all the same things that you're getting. You're getting it regurgitated. Exactly. Oh, I, I go to school for journalism. It's called the Echo Chamber. Exactly. So the whole idea behind Car Sessions was... Why am I in the car listening to you talk about sports when I can record myself? Before I started doing it in the crib, I used to record my podcast in the whip while driving. Okay. Uh -huh. So it's like I could talk my talk and talk about what's actually happening mm -hmm. in the car. Mm -hmm. So now I've taken it to that platform where I'm going to tell you guys, tell my people, you know, what's happening on the court, why it's happening on the court, mm -hmm. as opposed to pushing a narrative mm -hmm. or an agenda. Mm -hmm. So that's what the whole aspect of car sessions is about. Mm -hmm. Talk about the game, give you the facts that are not even being discussed anymore, mm -hmm. and, and put you on to some game, give you something to think about. Okay. I hear that, man. And I like car sessions, man. I like... I appreciate it. I like the sports talk. My man's a veteran in this game. The sports talk game, man. 
So, I, I mean, as you can tell, as you heard the knowledge, <laughs> you heard the knowledge drop, the honorable knowledge drop, you know? I've been doing a good job by picking a little bunch of good guests, a yeah, bunch man. of hoopers who know how to talk. I listened hoops. to the show. It was like I'm ready, man. I got I got to come correct. <laughs> I was low key nervous. I can't flop tonight, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, Ray John was on point. You had perfect, man, my man. So Ray, man, I want to thank you again for coming here. For sure, for sure. Above the Rim Podcast, Episode Four, mm-hmm. Call Sessions, bringing it through. I Hopefully, tried. I get on the call sessions, man. We, we got to keep this soon, chain moving, man, man. Because this is a nice little movement we got going yeah, on. Yeah. Exactly. You, you so. would have thought we did this before. Exactly, <laughs> man. So once again, I appreciate you for coming out, talking hoops with All your right. boy. All right. It's the Above the Rim podcast. And look out for call sessions. Where can they find you at? A social media? Um, On Twitter, Chet underscore O'Hara. Don't ask about the name. I'm not going to tell you what it means. <laughs> Chet underscore O'Hara. Okay. I just launched my IG not too long ago. Okay. It's the Elite Podcast to look that up the elite podcast okay find me there for everything related to car sessions yeah man make sure you check them out there and that's above the rim podcast and we are